0: Welcome to another episode of Sines, Cosines, and Tangents. I'm Jared, and I'm Cosine. no, I do that
1: every time. I'm Sines, Sean,
0: (laughs) comma. Is that how you introduce yourself to people now? I'm (laughs) Sines.
1: Yes, the pregnant pause is how we burn time. When we have a light episode, by the way.
0: This uh, this episode will be fueled by microtransactions. So those of that, those of you that have bought three loot boxes last week, you'll get an extra bonus uh, ten seconds at the end of the episode.
1: Hey, this is our season finale.
0: No, it's not. You say that every time. It's episode
1: twenty-two.
0: I thought we're doing a twenty-three episode order.
1: Oh, that's right. We got an extra order from Fox. They let us uh, steal one off the back end of next season. Is that how that worked? Or Disney, I guess. maybe we, it's not.
0: But we didn't have a mid-season finale.
1: No, no. We just take unplanned breaks, like episodes of... Um, what was that Nickelodeon show that my daughter loved so much? With the kids and the strange uncle.
0: Gravity Falls?
1: Yeah, that, that or that um, kid show that all the kids are watching on... The network of cartoons with the uh, androgynous crystal people.
0: Uh, Steven Universe?
1: Yes. Where they just randomly sometimes put out episodes. Yeah. And then they'll show you like three episodes in a row and in weekly order. And... We'll,
0: we'll do the Netflix thing next season. It'll be 23 episodes all at once.
1: Oh, so not like the Hulu thing. No. Where they actually think they're a live broadcast television. Right. No,
0: for that, that'll be our third season, and we'll make people pay to not listen to ads.
1: Some ads. Some. If you pay, you still. Reduced ads. Yes. You still have ads on some programs. Right. Which I didn't know until I was watching something. Or the other day.
0: we'll do this CBS all access method, and we'll. Steal uh,
1: everything off the internet instead of paying for it?
0: <laughs> yes. I was going to say, build up a high anticipation for our show and not deliver on it.
1: Yeah, we should probably revisit the topic of discovery after it's done. I, I've I've evolved my perspective on
0: yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to catch up over break.
1: Okay, Just there saying. we go. So, um, what are we
0: talking about? I have some tangents for you, and one is near and dear to my heart.
1: Um, They're putting out a new Castlevania? That's your heart. Oh,
0: and uh, Konami's dead. They only make Pachinko machines now. And Metal Gear Pachinko. And Metal Gear Survivor Survival Horror Games. <sighs> <laughs> Konami! <laughs> <laughs> At least no. There's, yeah. The internet broke. No, it didn't really break. But Hell Froze Over. Yes. It did. Um, we talked, I think in a previous episode previous episode that capcom was like hey we're gonna have this 30th anniversary for Mega Man." and as a diehard megaman fan you you tend to lower your expectations over the i past. thought you were a
1: diehard metroid fan
0: i'm both you can't no i'm a diehard people with cannons for arms
1: oh so that's what did. that's the yeah. attraction yeah that's your fetish
0: yeah yeah it's a fetish
1: people who have missing limbs and then replace them with weapons
0: yeah so like um Cyborg. Planet, Planet Terror. Cyborg. Oh, Cyborg. So nah, he's mostly machine. But he has replaced limbs with weapons. It's not just replaced whims. Whims? Whims. whims. wombs. Doing well. Oh, anyhow. As a Mega Man fan. Yes. One tends to lower their expectations when somebody says new Mega Man.
1: You mean like Mighty Number no. 9?
0: Yeah. In fact, a lot of people will flood to a uh, crowdfunding site, donate millions of dollars to see some glimmer of the Blue Bomber. And a really beautifully
1: animated modern Mega Man game, which it looks like we're giving.
0: Yes. Beyond... Oh, they... Okay, so Capcom had this 30th anniversary thing. Nintendo retweeted about it, and everybody's like, well, whatever. And then, you know, somebody said, you don't want to miss it. And then, so hype starts to build sort of similar to the Sonic cycle, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you reference, that's a callback. That's a callback to another episode. So, I'm... I'm at work when this is going on. I'm not expecting much like, Oh, we're bringing legacy collection to switch or, Oh, we're doing a tie in game with, or we we'll do X
1: collection. Right?
0: No, we got everything. <laughs> yeah. We got everything we've ever wanted for the past few years. We got, okay. So the switch is getting both legacy collections. We're getting all eight X games. One of them is dismissible. Um, they're coming to switch and other platforms. And we're getting Mega Man 11, not a reboot, not an 8-bit platformer. It's a modern style cartoonish. Still holds true to the original Mega Man style, but Mm -hmm. as a cartoon. And it's really what people wanted out of Mighty Number Dumpster Fire.
1: Yes. Um, And it looks really cool.
0: Yeah. And it it looks like they're going to change up the formula. There's some unknown mechanics behind it.
1: Well, and it's still it, it's still going to fall back from what we've seen on the traditional. You have six or eight villains, and you take their powers. Pick their powers, and you have to use their powers to get through the next bad guys area. And
0: but they've said they're they're doing more of a focus on making those powers use more versatile because in some Mega Man's Mega Man Two, Beat Metal Man, you're done. That's all yeah. you use. You
1: just walk through
0: everybody, throw the blade.
1: You know, I'd almost argue in Mega Man One, Cut Man, yeah, is the same,
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, So this is happening; it's real. The team behind the it's it's a lot of veteran Capcom employees that are still there. Um, When interviewed about this game, they said when Inafune, he's the guy that sort of oversaw the Mega Man franchise and Mighty Number Nine. Well. When it was at Capcom, but he, he got weird. He's like Mega Man Legends 3, 3, Mega Man Universe, which is like a crossover game that nobody really wanted. Well, let us know in the comments if you actually wanted that game. <laughs> he, he just started going off these tangents instead of just going back to Mega Man. Um, So he left Capcom in 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yep. And Mighty number no. 9. Hey, Capcom's not going to make Mega Man, so I am but it's not going to be mega man. You're going to love it. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be the greatest. It's going to be the greatest of all time. It, it, he's hidden. I know what you're looking for.
1: I am looking for him. Is it just he, so you don't have like flashbacks <laughs> or it doesn't Sh- trigger you?
0: Sean's looking for my collector's edition of mighty number no. nine, which I kickstarted, um, to a higher tier. Cause I, yeah, that is one of my worst investments as an adult. <laughs> um, my name is in the six hour credit somewhere. Oh, nice. Um, you didn't play all the way through it to no, find that. No. but So we are getting the game we've wanted. I, I'm really excited about this. I feel that the developers understand Mega Man to what Mega Man fans want, and they're going to make it uh, accessible to new people, hopefully. Um, you know Maybe we'll see a modern-day renaissance of Mega Man.
1: Because nostalgia sells.
0: Mega Man's more than nostalgia. Is it? Nah, it's half and half. I say it's fifty percent.
1: I was gonna say I I it's it's a traditional challenging platform game.
0: No, but there's a there's a universe of Mega Man. If you want to read into it as a fan, it is interesting. It's fun.
1: Yeah, and there's a Busby extended universe too.
0: It no. Don't <laughs> start. It's it's very interesting. I'm just um, being contrary. I'm I actually
1: know. a big fan of Mega Man too. Uh and well, especially not mega man, if you're number fan of, 2
0: but mega man also mega man x i love x x mega is man my zero family. zero mega man zx star force
1: star force net battle net battle network yeah yeah i've
0: had all of those games um it's it's a long standing franchise um but there there is a core there and i i, I, I love it i have a mega man sticker on the back of my car and now yeah. it means something again so now it's not just some weird Apple knockoff. They're like, who's that? Who's that? What what's the kid from uh Is that a Digimon? What's the anime car sh- thing?
1: Uh Card Capture Sakura? No. No. Um... <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. Speed Speed Racer. Speed <laughs> he sort Racer of has a Speed Racer look to it. Oh, okay. Anyway, Nobody under the age of 40 knows who Speed Racer is.
0: I'm under the age of 40.
1: Only barely. <sighs>
0: mm. By twenty percent.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I don't know math, so that must not be very much.
0: So we're getting it. We're also getting nineteen Mega Man games next year, Sean, for Switch. Nineteen? Hmm. That's that's one less than twenty. That's yeah. That's exciting.
1: No, I I'm trying to be excited. It's just not coming across. <laughs> uh I'm more excited. The biggest announcement aside from Mega Man eleven itself is the X collection. Which is really I I that's really my, like the X games. That's
0: my favorite too. I love I love X one through three and four and five. Um, but six is weird and seven was a crapshoot. Yeah, and uh, there's not a they haven't said it's not going to be a collection. But I will tell you, there's no way they're going to sell seven individually. <laughs> seven remastered. <laughs> there's unless they rebuild the game from scratch. No, there's there's no it way it's to be a collection. Good. So, yeah absolutely exciting i can't wait we don't know when we just know it's next year so um sean I, have you heard of de- detective pikachu i've heard of it but i've never seen anything so this was actually a game out in japan for the 3ds mm-hmm. it's it's a detective game so starting like... a pikachu that's a detective now you think oh cute pika pika you know solves crimes Weird thing about Detective Pikachu when it debuted is Pikachu is fully voiced, <laughs> and I'm not talking like a hey, I'm Pikachu, it's like a deep, I'm Pikachu. And it, th- you need to watch the trailer to see this, it is the most bizarre thing you'll see. He speaks, he interacts with characters like humans, and then just to solidify that he's different, he comes in at the end of the trailer, there's a normal Pikachu, and he's like, Pika, and he's like. <laughs> so they're bringing it over so so there was rumors that they're going to bring it over to uh, north america right this never fell through but then right maybe a month or two after they said we're going to make a detective pikachu film and it's going to come west for some reason the internet thought that danny devito would be the best <laughs> choice for this casting um, to the point where some got a, somebody got to interview Danny DeVito and said, would you be willing to do this? He's, what, he's like, what the hell is a Pikachu? Because
1: <laughs> he's Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's
0: Danny DeVito. Why would he know? Um, but the best thing about all of this is they finally have their voice for North America who's going to be Pikachu. And I can say it's a, a suitable replacement for Danny DeVito. Ryan Reynolds. So Deadpool be, is going to be Pikachu. He will be Pikachu <laughs> in 2019. I'm not going to be alive that long. <laughs> I am going to I am going to see this opening weekend. I there's no way I can.
1: It's like when they keep talking about these Marvel movies being released in 2024 and I'm like that's like 60
0: years in the future. I'm going to be dead. Phase 7 of the Marvel Universe. <sighs> Galactus opens a hot dog stand in New York
1: and hangs out with Willy Lumpkin. <laughs> At the local bar, drinking milk.
0: It's set in, it's set in the 90s because that's the new nostalgia.
1: Uh-huh, there we go. All right. So be- beyond the shocking news of Detective Pikachu being Deadpool slash Green Lantern never happened. We also got some more DC news.
0: We did. Um, so we announced in the last episode the DLC, the last pack for uh, Injustice. Mm-hmm. arguably the best DC movie money can buy. Um, I
1: absolutely agree <laughs> with that. Um,
0: and we saw the, the next three characters we're getting, uh, turtles, Adam, Adam, turtles, uh, Enchantress, turtles, and TMT, Teenage Mutant Ninja turtles. turtles, turtles. So it's going to be Adam Enchantress and Tur- turtles are going to get last, but so they debuted a, a gameplay trailer of Adam. <laughs> yes, And, uh, <laughs> I have to say, you need to watch this trailer. We'll put it in the link. It's actually impressive to see. So if you don't know Adam, he's basically the Ant-Man of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he does a little more with manipulation of, of actual molecules than Ant-Man does. But
1: Well, no, he's an exact knockoff of Ant- mm-hmm. Ant-Man Which and Adam. Which one came and... first? That'd be interesting.
0: Do you know? I think the Adam did. Yeah, I think the Adam did too. Uh,
1: but the one thing is... In the Atoms Mystique, there's a lot of shrinking so small you go into a micro-universe, which, of course, was a big plot point in the Ant-Man film. Right. The uh, Quantum Realm. The Quantum Realm. They didn't call it that. In anymore. the
0: micro-universe, it is literally that. It is like a lot of tiny people, but they're not the tiny people of Kandor. Right. <laughs> they're tinier than that, but whatever. It's, it's comics. Um,
1: yeah, he slips between molecules and enters another universe. As, I, as I tell
0: tell people, it's it's comics. You, you, you can do whatever you want. So a guy has a
1: you know an elephant's hand trunk, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> Um So I showed Sean the trailer um, of the new gameplay, and to have a shrinking character in a fighting game like this is actually impressive. Now he does shrink to the point. Where he's literally like a dot on the screen, and somehow you can control that to actually hit the enemy. But the best part, and Sean loved this, is he can also sort of shrink to like seventy-five yes. percent to dodge projectiles. And Sean was like, "He's a hitbox cheater." <laughs> it was. I was like, "Oh, this is exactly what they're doing." This but, is this is a uh, uh, odd job from Golden. Gold- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, how it How's just. It- How's it going to play? I have no... It looks very impressive.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, we both have Injustice. We both play it. It's it's just one of those characters that... we, We talked about them kind of playing it safe with the DLC up to this point. This is not safe.
0: This is... Yeah, this is very different.
1: And it could show completely different control mechanic. Yeah. And the strategy to defeat the character... Could I be. would
0: I would be interested because I do I have in the past few years started to follow the more competitive high level play of fighting games and see to, if he gets banned. It's interesting to me. I would like to see how he's gonna play competitively, or if he will even well, be Nether Mother
1: Realms does a good job of balance. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. And they are aimed at that competitive market
0: as well as the home. So you know. it will be really interesting to see. Yeah. How many people he pisses off? In some so tournament. we'll have to see
1: when the next invitational is for yeah. in- Injustice after, and probably follow up and say, "Hey, we saw exactly zero people playing the Atom, and like fourteen playing Starfire." And right. <laughs> like, so that'll be interesting to watch. Um, I, I'm looking forward to get. I mean, I bought the gold pack, so I'll get all the characters. Just like I don't think TMNT is going to be quite what we're expecting either. Because I think it's going to play kind of like uh, Capcom, uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite where you have swap out characters. Swap in and out. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what they're going to do, but just with that group. Right. So, again, they're kind of stretching the formula.
0: Well, and if you think, you know, Raphael has size, short mm-hmm. range. Donatello has the bow staff. That's the long range. So, And Mikey likes pizza. He's the party dude. He'll just stand in the background. You know, the background. (laughs) Um, It'll be interesting if they do what they did with the uh, Pokemon trainer in Brawl. Oh, yeah. you remember that? Yeah. It's like you can only play as a Pokemon for so long you'd have to switch out to the next one.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. It'll be interesting. Um, uh, What's next, Sean? Nothing important. We can skip the next one. Okay. So, uh, in big news, it's official. Disney now owns fox. We're not talking owns everything. We're not talking Fox News. We're talking Fox it's 20th Century. 20th Century Fox, which means hey, we'll get the the anthem at the beginning of Star Wars films again where it gratefully belongs. So,
1: yes, there's that. We'll we'll finally get full distribution dun, dun. dun, dun. of the original dun, trilogy. dun dun. dun. <nadience> Uh, what? Stop. Okay. (laughs) But we also get Disney Deadpool, Disney X-Men. Disney owns Deadpool. (laughs) Yeah. And they've guaranteed that it's most likely that it won't not be R-rated. Well... They can equivocate a little bit more in their statement.
0: I think Deadpool proved that R-movies are profitable. Well,
1: Um, superheroes aren't a genre, is what it started right. to prove. Right, superhero is just a setting. Right, and characters with fantastic powers. But Disney
0: can... literally owns like almost everything now. They own yeah. The Simpsons now, Archer, all that stuff. They well, own
1: Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, because it's that always was Sunny in
0: Philadelphia. They own Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll make him do. Well, they he doesn't. They don't own the Pokemon Company. They don't. So, and Nintendo is sort of in bed with Universal, so
1: yeah, that that's too bad. But uh, no, it's it's kind of crazy. And oh yeah, they now own like seventy percent a controlling share of Hulu. Hulu. Yep. So they own like
0: three streaming networks now, and they still are gonna make launch their a own. new one. Yeah,
1: but the the reason they said that they've purchased all of these properties is because when they they're they're fully investing in streaming. And they want these catalogs for what they call nostalgia viewing because they've figured out that most people will binge watch episodes of old television shows over and over and over and over again. So like they'll rewatch the same episode and I can't imagine how this works because this doesn't make sense to me. Like they'll rewatch the same episode of how I met your mother four times or 12 times, or just put it on in the background. Why
0: anything in that series? I've done that though. It's You're, comforting.
1: No, see, that's what they're calling it—comfort viewing.
0: It is comforting. I'll put it on. I like. I will rewatch my favorite sitcoms. The office. No, I'll do
1: that with Futurama, Parks and Rec, which is one of the reasons that they Futurama. they now own Futurama. Yeah, Disney owns the Futurama. The Yep. And the Simpsons. Maybe we'll get more Futurama.
0: Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe. Mm. Never is, say we never. Don't,
1: we don't live in a nice world. That's what the next bullet points about
0: no no no. so they now own fox fox is the home of or at least the film rights of the x-men and the fantastic four yeah so there was
1: some speculation that they weren't getting fantastic four along with this because of the way the rights issues for fantastic four were sold to fox They had distribution rights and movie rights, but they didn't own full, complete rights. But I guess that's all been straightened out. So they are actually getting Fantastic Four.
0: I don't think we'll see a Fantastic Four in the um, MCU anytime soon. They're just... They're kind of... Maybe that's all part of the... But remember, Spider-Man
1: was not part of the MCU. The deal with Sony had not gone through but it was um, almost immediately greenlit and, and made as soon yes. as the deal was announced.
0: Yep. I'm just hoping we'll get Dr. Doom
1: having Dr. Doom as a good villain, but Marvel has a villain problem. They always have, but Dr. Doom's a good solution. Also Galactus. Have you seen any of the fantastic form films? No, Dr. I'm Doom not... was not good in those. I'm movies. not
0: talking the film adaptations that they just didn't know what to do with them. I'm talking about a good execution. It's all in the actor.
1: Okay. I, I, I'll give it a cast chance.
0: Who as Dr. Doom?
1: Well, originally it was Julian McMahon, who's an Australian yeah. actor, who wasn't bad.
0: Well, yeah, the setting of the, the script kind of held him the back. The script
1: is what messed everything up. Right. He wasn't a Latverian. He didn't. He was a. He yeah, was, not many people are
0: Latverian.
1: Well, because they didn't have rights to Latveria. But it also means they now have the rights to the scrolls. Which means Captain Marvel, which means invasion,
0: secret invasion. Yeah.
1: That's true. I can't say invasion. That's a DC series Yeah, with
0: really what it means is Marvel's pretty much congealed except for Spider-Man who who, Sony, but they've got deals out with that, even though the Venom movie is still happening. Venom movie is happening, but not in the uh, MCU. Right. But. You know he's supposed to be an antithesis of Spider-Man, unless they do the Planet Symbiote thing. That's what they're doing. But but still, the character exists as a mirror of Spider-Man, and you're and he's not related to Spider-Man.
1: It's so weird. It's not Topher Grace though. So we already.
0: Oh my God, that was that was worse than emo Peter. (laughs) Topher Grace from that the '70s show. He's uh, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. You know, really big. Oh no, he's not big at all. Huh? Yeah. Anyhow. So anyhow, Disney is Galactus. They well, bought they, Galactus. They, they were ego. They were now ego. They're, they're now Galactus, devourer of worlds. <laughs> that's how I see it. So uh, interesting stuff. Hey, let's get into some, some, some serious news. That's really a uh, kind of, uh, yeah. Rage inducing. Um, today the FCC, um, overruled net neutrality, net Net neutrality um, rules regarding uh, which is providers. why you're
1: now paying your providers an extra fifty dollars a month to listen to our podcast.
0: Well, yeah, you have to get as I um, do. You remember? I know we. I posted this on my social media, but um, I forget. Somebody posted in their country.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think it was South America. I don't remember which country. Net neutrality is not a thing, and what internet providers have done in that country is they've sanctioned off functionality of the internet. So what that means is, hey, Sean, what are you doing on the internet? Do you want to do email? You buy the email package. That's the basic package. You can get email. Yeah. yeah. What else do you want to do on the internet? Streaming. Oh, well, that's our video streaming service, and we only offer YouTube and Netflix.
1: Um, I want to play video games.
0: Oh, well, that's our gameplay functionality. That's another five ninety nine a month.
1: And we only play Blizzard?
0: Uh, yeah, maybe. We haven't talked to Blizzard. <laughs> we're, we're with ea but,
1: but here's the re- oh god um here's the reality we never had any power in this conversation no I, i've been watching these campaigns and call me a cynic but i've been watching these campaigns for the last three months
0: i've seen them for the past few years
1: well and they've been coming and going right yeah and the reality is the people in power in the fcc are not being answer being made to be answerable to the people of the united states they're answerable to the corporate corporate overlords who are paying for all of the services on the internet. The internet is not seen as a public utility, and it is
0: in twenty eighteen, well twenty seventeen.
1: Until it becomes a public utility, and and it's seen as a broadcast. Why is the FCC even involved in the internet? They shouldn't be. It's it's it doesn't make sense, um, because of where it evolved from it makes sense and but now we're at a point where we have corporate interests who've basically overruled what's in the best interest of freedom of information in the United States and they're
0: and let, let's be clear about net neutrality right now it's not a censorship issue yet no and i'm not saying that it's it's a it's a pay for it's 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 not, it's fast it's, lanes it's fast lanes for approved via these corporate vehicles of what you should be doing. And
1: what it means, and most people who aren't familiar with this may go, well, that means that Netflix just has to pay more to go faster. No. How does that work,
0: folks? How does, yeah. it's it's Yeah, Netflix
1: has to pay for a premium pipe.
0: They're going to pass that savings on to you, the consumer. Oh, wait, savings, not cost.
1: Cost. Yeah. So these are things, and it's not even really about the Netflixes or the Amazons of the world. They're going to be fine. They're not even going to blink at it's it. It's about competition. It's going to be about anybody else who wants to be a startup. who Anybody who has a new
0: idea and wants to do something a little bit differently. Because now the larger – and again, a lot of internet companies have pledged for net neutrality. And I would say that they – Like Comcast. No, no, no. It's a different – I'm saying like the Googles, oh, the okay. other companies. They are in full support of it because they understand – the larger impact of this. However, that's not to say that EA or Disney streaming service mm-hmm. won't use their corporate vault of money to push down other competing streaming services.
1: Right. By buying out the fast lanes. Right. So it's like going to an amusement park and buying a fast pass. It and really watching is.
0: It all, really is like that.
1: All those people who spent $150 more for their ticket get in the line three times earlier than
0: you. Right. It, sure, but you're you not, all get to ride the ride. But you're not getting any savings. Your cost is the same cost it was, and it's still going to rise like it has. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I just want to be clear because I know there's confusion about it's not censorship. Now, they, it, it is provisioned in this that they do have the right to block Websites and services, uh, internet providers. And one of
1: the thoughts is that they'll be cracking down on the free porn networks.
0: Right. Um, But they do have to disclose what they're blocking. It's not going to be secret. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can assure you, since it's public, people will backlash against, if if they do anything. Well, this
1: is their way of stopping the pirate bays and the bit torrents and those types of things, too.
0: Right. Because
1: they couldn't manage a technology solution to do it. Because people who use those types of things generally are more technologically savvy than the people trying to catch them, the companies. um, Or they understand that they can operate differently. This way, if you just squeeze that pipe of the internet, and even if you are stealing something that the corporate overlords can't profit from, uh, then it doesn't matter because you're going to be waiting for dial-up time.
0: Yep. Well... And like Sean said, there really hasn't been. I mean, people have been saying, "Oh, call your, it." It's out of the hands of the Senate. This is a uh, FCC.
1: Well, and the FCC threw out a lot of those, claiming they were robocalls because it was false news or false people. Fake, and fake, news. fake news. You know, yeah. basically, there was a call to action. A bunch
0: of people did it, but a bunch of bots did it too. So now anybody so who now. It's and, it's it's a logic it's a logical fallacy, right? If there are some bots, they're all bots, right? And that's not right. There's,
1: but it 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 wasn't just that it was a logical fallacy; it's that it suited the narrative.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we should probably not talk politics. It's well, I think it's a big issue. I think anybody listening to a podcast was in September. I anybody listening to a podcast should expect their host to be able to pronounce the eight words. Um, <laughs> well, it's a visual medium. What do you care? <laughs> you know, I think they, they do care about this because podcasting itself is founded on distribu- free distribution. We're not, Sean and I do this out of our own pocket. Yeah. We, we do host it on a website and that's it. It's free. We can say whatever you want. We, You, the consumer, can use any podcast player you want. You don't have to use Stitcher or anything stupid like that. Um, what?
1: No, just that you would actively talk about an app and downplay it.
0: Well, but- I can go into Stitcher because uh, actually it's relative to our our uh, demographic. They have struck a deal with Marvel yeah. to do a podcast uh, with Wolverine. Yeah, it's it's, it's an audio play. Basically. It's an audio play, which is a great idea. I think it's fantastic. However, here's the thing about Stitcher. If you don't know, maybe you, you don't. I know. don't know. What, we host our audio files on our website. We can see who's listening on our website. We control everything. When you publish a feed to Stitcher, um, they take your MP3 and then host it on their site. So they can monetize it. Right, they also put ads on our show, which we're not on there. But if we were to go in there, they would take our show and put ads on our show, and we would not see a dime. Yep. Um, just for the platform publication. Now, the great thing about podcasting again is it's a free medium. anyway it's it's like ham radio. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it, and for cheap, it's.
1: It is apparent by the level of quality inherent
0: in our <laughs> shows, <laughs> which is pretty good. Come on, yeah. Yeah, we have lots of dozens of users. Oh my gosh, we've got at least two dozen users. Yes, listeners, users, consumers, people, bots, viable consumers. Um, all
1: right, moving on.
0: I wasn't finished.
1: Then to finish it, wrap it up, man. I don't know, but
0: don't I don't like Stitcher. That, okay. And those are good reasons. There's good reasons. And that's why I pointed out, if you use it, that's fine. Just be aware that they're kind of anti what podcasting is. But anyhow, moving on, uh, Sean. Yeah. Did you play The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? I think I've only mentioned it once or twice in this show. Um,
1: Is that a new indie game?
0: It's an indie game. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, a very short-running so, series. So, yes,
1: I played it and... <laughs> No, I didn't buy the DLC, and yes, you're driving around on a motorcycle. I get it. You're cool. I'm not. Huh. Uh,
0: I mean, the motorcycle's pretty cool.
1: And there's, like, new temples. There's a dungeon. There's a new dungeon. There's,
0: like, 16 new
1: shrines. So, I think anybody who's listened to this show knows quite a bit about that game at this point. I think most people like that game. Well, and I do, too. Do you? No. But... Let's let's talk about what's important. Value of this DLC. If you purchased the season pass, you got Zelda's Lunchtime Adventures, the first one, right? Where it took you like an hour and a half to get through the entire <laughs> DLC, and it had like one cutscene of Zelda eating a sandwich. <laughs> what? A- Am I that far off, really? Come on.
2: I would buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you would buy that.
0: Anyhow.
1: Um, so we had a lot of questions going into. What is this?
0: What is it? What is it going to be? Now, uh, we're not going to go over the Game Awards this episode because we're going to come compile our list for what we thought. The Game Awards, uh, Nintendo came on stage. Mm-hmm. Where they had a little they had a little festival with the lights and everything. and they, It's very weird. The music came on. It was obviously like, where, oh, is this going to be it? They started playing the music. It's like, obviously, Breath of the Wild. The screen, I was like, oh my god, they're going to raise the screen and is going to be behind it. And sure enough, Anuma was behind yeah. the screen with the Master Sword in the Champion's tunic. He pulled it out. They played this trailer for the, for the DLC with the motorcycle. It's so totally cool. And then, Nintendo's done something they've never done before. This was available right after that trailer debuted. Yeah. We didn't know what it was until right then, and then we had it. Um if you already bought the season pass you had it. Otherwise right. you had to go buy it. Yeah.
1: And it's still overpriced from It's twenty dollars. Yeah. It's not overpriced. No, the individual DLC is overpriced. No. It was like fifteen dollars. You can only buy it as a season pass. Oh really? Yeah. Oh I thought you could buy it individually. No. I missed something then.
0: Yeah, I know. Um but yeah, this is it's 16 it's maybe not what people would build it up to be there are some cutscenes, some more story about the champions and where the overall story of breath of the wild was sort of somber um this kind of reflects on who the champions were how link interacted with them and i've spoiled it for myself and it ends on sort of a happy note even though it's in the past we all know what happens but Mm -hmm. um it was nice to see more of the, those characters, but I was hoping to see more of a more story. There wasn't really more story, but it was, no, it was just it was more, more stuff, more stuff about the characters, which was appreciated. Um, if you're somebody who's invested
1: hundreds of hours and you like the lore and you enjoy this world, this is yeah. more things to do in the world. Yep. I don't think it's enough content to drive you to go back and rediscover or replay the whole game
0: but it's a nice little cap between that and master mode. I think there's a lot of people. In fact, most people I know have gone back to replay it under master mode, Mm -hmm. um, because they like that difficulty. Um, not for me. I like, uh, I don't play Zelda to, it's not a boss. Yeah. It's not a dark souls sort of (laughs) game for me, Zelda souls, but to your point, it's an additive experience. The game by itself is perfectly fine. Um, I I'm excited about the DLC. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I still like it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's out. Cool, cool story, bro. Yeah, you're very excited. Um, maybe I'm you'll tired. be maybe be excited about this. Um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta Another, again at the Game Awards. Reggie came on and said, "Hey, we're bringing Bayonetta one and two to the Switch." That's awesome. Yes, I own one of those multiple times. I own yes. <laughs> um. Which is great. Uh, Platinum Games kind of teased this a few months ago on their yeah, Twitter. Yeah, the, the update um, and the, the, the So port. they said, cool. And then Reggie was like, you don't think I would just show you a game that's already come out and be done? In typical Re- Reggie fashion.
1: Yeah, The you, marketing not, guy that he is. You're not
0: a fan, but I, I love Reggie. But then they showed a very... Short teaser trailer for Bayonetta 3. It's a thing. Very short. And it's, it's a Switch exclusive, which yep. means it's basically a Nintendo franchise at this point.
1: Yeah, we know very little about it. Which is fine. It's, it's Bayonetta because we don't care. Yeah. You know, she's going to be cool and she's going to shoot people with her feet. And... and there was already a
0: mech in the last one, so what What? What can there be in this one?
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: She'll control the moon. I don't even... That be a thing. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. The moon is a mech. It's a sequel to Majora's Mask. Oh my god. She's <laughs> gonna join the NCU, the NGU, the Nintendo game universe. Well, you know, maybe. She's already in Smash.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we've we've both got the, <laughs> the amiibos. Um no, this is really cool. But again, this is another one of those Nintendo seems to be changing up their approach to marketing which we had a instant reveal release. And then now we've had this kind of teaser and I didn't remember seeing any kind of timeline or date.
0: So, um, they, yeah, they did the same thing they did with Metroid prime four. They just said it's now in, develop- in development. Yeah. So band one and two are coming out in February, February very shortly. Right. Um, so might be next year. Might not.
1: It's n- it's pretty likely it'll be next year. That's yeah. generally the way that Nintendo works, except with Zelda games. Right. Where they'll announce they them delay. four years early. Yeah.
0: but uh, So that, that ends our tangents. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we get into our main topic, Sean?
1: If you want to go back and talk about that pointless thing that you put in here.
0: Oh, I just put in here that, uh, you know, Sean bought into the VR hype. He's lost to us. Rest in peace, Sean.
1: I'm right here, man.
0: I mean you did buy a PlayStation VR.
1: Yeah, and why?
0: Because it was on sale.
1: Well, there's that. But why else did I buy that?
0: Because they don't have Skyrim for the TI-89 calculator. They do have it for the PlayStation VR and you get bought it for that. Because yeah. you can shoot in two different directions. You can. It's because cool. that's because that happens a lot in Skyrim. Where you're it, not just spinning. It was buttons.
1: impossible to do before this. Now, the one thing I will, yeah, we're not going to get into a review of Skyrim VR here. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know what? I get a feeling that this is going to become a much bigger topic for us to talk about. Uh, Jaren, why are there people blocking the door for the studio? Um, Sean,
0: we, we need to talk. About what? Um, we love you, Sean. We care about you. We, we want to see you succeed in this world. Uh-huh. Um, this is an intervention. <laughs> A what? An intervention.
1: Like, those things on A&E?
0: Yeah, exactly like that. But We've got I'm a not, film crew. They're I, I don't here. huff paint. Um, This isn't about paint, Sean. What is this about, then? This is about... Because it can't be
1: about video games, because you're just as addicted as I am.
0: I love video games. I believe in the medium. I believe in the art form. Uh, This is about... This is about saying one thing and doing another.
1: Oh, so this is a dishonesty thing. You're accusing me of being or lacking integrity.
0: Yes. I would say you've lost some integrity um, as a person on this show and this brand. (laughs) I've challenged the brand. It means nothing now. Um, So. What do you mean? Sean, what's been an overarching theme in this season of the podcast? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Well, I mean, besides my thing that I will eventually need an intervention for. Eventually. Eventually. Um, maybe all the hype at E3. Maybe, maybe it was the eight trailers during the Game Awards for VR games. Uh-huh. What about them? Eight different VR
1: games. Yeah, Sony also announced like 40 new VR titles at the PSX. VR it's dead. Really? Yes. Okay. I agree with you. It's dead.
0: It's dumb.
1: Why is it dumb exactly? It's just Wii Motion Plus with a visor. Okay. How do you, you... Have you played it? I have not. Okay, so now you're just like oh. Don't do drugs, Sean. They'll kill you. Have you ever done drugs? No.
0: Well, how do you know it'll kill you? <laughs> Sean, I wish I had, like, do you remember this person? Um,
1: <laughs> no, I mean, we're we're playing this up a little Sean, bit, obviously.
0: you do not like wiggle and waggle. Wiggle and flick. Wiggle and flick. No. You don't mind the waggle part. No, waggling's okay. <laughs> I am raising a fist right now. Um, that's all VR is. It's wiggle and flick with a visor on your face. Um, no, not I wouldn't say that. No, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, why did you fail? Why did I fail? Yeah.
1: I didn't fail at my objective. What was your objective? To own every version of Skyrim. I think you're intervening on the wrong subject. It isn't VR that I've embraced. No, 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 no. It's a gateway drug. (laughs) Skyrim is the gateway drug. I did buy Bridge Commander, so I guess... Exactly. (laughs) You know, Star Trek
0: Bridge Commander. Because I'm
1: not known to be a fan of Star Trek or anything.
0: In 20 years, if they release Skyrim, today's Skyrim, on whatever console that you're playing at the time, or on the PC... And re-release it. Will you buy it? Yeah. Why? (laughs) I
1: don't know. I I just there's something about that game.
0: We were talking before the show of repeat buying because you and I both do that a lot. Yeah. Not just for Skyrim, but uh, I was trying to think after you just like you know I think I've played this game several times. What what game did I have over there? Oh, Okami. Okami. Yeah. Three different versions of it. Um i was trying to think of the most common game I I will buy, and I would I would say it's Super Mario Bros. Three. I own that like on every. Uh,
1: mine is Super Castlevania.
0: Oh, four Super mm-hmm. Castlevania four. Huh. That you own that more than Skyrim? I've
1: per. No, I
0: don't own it more than Skyrim. What do you own, even comparable to Skyrim, in terms of numerous copies?
1: I don't think there's anything that I own that many times. The clo- so, next closest is probably Oblivion or Morrowind. Which
0: okay, that that kind of falls in line with. The, <laughs> it, with this is trend. a progressive this problem Elder that Scrolls, I have. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> these are your questions. I'm going to ask them. Um, what was the moment that you decided to surrender to mediocrity? Well,
1: ad- admittedly, Skyrim VR is a mediocre. Version of Skyrim mm-hmm. on the PSVR, mm-hmm. but it does bring some new capabilities to the table. What? Well, the motion control gateway, which is all the rage with all the grannies in 2005, when
0: with the Wii. Your favorite console? <laughs> oh, it was
1: <laughs> so much my favorite console. Now, actually, the motion control, and, and I've played with both the Wii motion plus, which is an ancient technology that doesn't work all that well. And the dual four, which is just traditional Skyrim on your face, which makes you sick. If you play it for too mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. Um, it really does make a difference to you to use the Wii motions, but I, I could accept the visual downgrade for the capability to kind of feel that immersion. Right. I say f- feel it, but what I really mean is see it because you don't hear it because they didn't do a 3d audio mix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that would have taken too much time or cost too much. I don't know. So yeah, it's mediocre.
0: Yeah. And I do need to point out something cause you did, I haven't played it, but you did demo it to some people uh, at your place when I was over there and um, What do we always say about Skyrim when you're showing somebody Skyrim? What what, what do they do? They spend an hour and
1: a half making their character.
0: And they see this character all the time, right? And they never see it again. Because you play in a first-person view, especially for VR. No, the
1: VR, there is no (laughs) third-person view for your character. So you never see your face. There is no point to spending an hour customizing
0: your character. And you know what I watched when I watched this person play it in VR? Watch your friend Mostly, familiar. you watch somebody customizing. I watched character. them watch for like thirty minutes. I walked away because it was like, <laughs> what? Well, I
1: I believe I even said that. Like, why are you worrying? Pick your race. Nothing else matters. And they were
0: just demoing it. It's not like they're gonna play on your PlayStation on your PlayStation VR for <laughs> fifty hours of Skyrim. I don't have fifty
1: hours on it, and I've owned it for a few weeks. So. How could this have been prevented, Sean? You know, I blame you. You blame me? No, I don't. Uh, ultimately, what it came down to was a conversation around VR and the affordability. Mm-hmm. So S- Sony grabbed me with the... The 299 bundle? Well, it was 350
0: Wait, what? You bought it for three fifty? you schmuck?
1: No. That was on that was the discounted version.
0: They had a discounted version with Skyrim for
1: two ninety nine eventually. Or was it two ninety nine? You're right. It came out at three fifty. Okay. I bought it at two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Um because there weren't a lot of other things that I wanted.
0: What? There were or were not. We're not. So you've got a three hundred dollar headset for one game. And Hulu. Oh, so you can lay down and watch it in in the invisible wall?
1: No, no, no. It's like you're on a beach. There's a special VR version of Hulu that you can use to watch. I've watched like, you know, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine in VR. And there's a little cup on the chair next to you on the beach that you can interact with. And there's a ball that you can knock into the surf. Sean. Sean. What? What? Why? Sean. I just explained it. You're not a beach person in the first place. Which is why VR is perfect. Why? Because I don't have to go to the beach to be on the beach.
0: But you're not even on the beach, and you're not even doing beach things. You're just watching Hulu.
1: That's the virtual part.
0: Is that all you've ever wanted to do in life? I hate the beach. I love Hulu. I would always want to watch Hulu's on the beach if I had the choice. Finally, I can do that. Well...
1: The beach is only one of a few virtual environments. Oh,
0: excuse me. Um, There's
1: another one where you're on a snowy mountaintop in a nice high art deco apartment. There's one where you're on the ocean and you can hear the ocean in the background as you're watching Hulu. Wouldn't that be... (laughs) (laughs) And then, then there's
0: the YouTube VR app. Please tell me more. Is it, is it YouTube 360? Yes, it is. So you can just look around in circles to see stuff?
1: And it's actually got VR content. C- cool? No,
0: no. Not really. It's YouTube. Ads in 3D. 3D. Did you watch any 3D ads?
1: Uh, I didn't, but I did watch 3D movies on Blu-ray that I own. And how was that? That was actually pretty awesome. So I was able to watch, you know, the Avengers in 3D which I watched and I purchased it, and it's that disc that never gets used because I don't have a 3D TV because they don't make those anymore.
0: So you can finally utilize 3D Blu-rays. I was really just realizing my
1: investment for prior media purchases. Mm -hmm. By the way, Netflix no longer has 3D content for streaming. They Mm -hmm. they retired it because 3D TVs died.
0: Because VR is going to take off really soon. Sean, can you tell me maybe what lessons we might learn for this for the future?
1: Really cool technology just doesn't resonate with some people.
0: Let me. Sorry, my Zoom. I gotta. I gotta update <laughs> my Zoom. Um, you know, right after I email my friends on my BlackBerry. Um,
1: hey, BlackBerry is still producing
0: phones. They're. Tr- I, producing is a strong word. <laughs> um, Sean, I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if you're redeemable. I think you are. I think we can pull you back.
1: What What is there to redeem me from? I've adopted a new technology that comes from the future that allows you to experience a fully immersive, non-haptic, unfortunately, because we're not there yet, environment that'll prepare me to watch ready player one oh, this God. spring Is this what
0: this turned into Is a ready one ready player one uh, conversation well isn't mean, that all about mean,
1: nostalgia and vr
0: you mean pop culture reference pop culture this pop culture reference with this one have, also, you, have you read the book i've read the book <laughs> okay I've, it's set in columbus ohio part of it part of it not the movie's all in columbus ohio because that's simple yeah, um, I I don't want to make a podcast about this, but we can. We will when it comes out. Um, I I, I will say that I enjoyed the book, but I didn't like the book. Does that go against each other? Yeah, I, I have was no enter- idea what that means. I was entertained by the book. Okay, but I didn't like it. I liked
1: the book far better as an audio book.
0: Oh, Will Wheaton? Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to the movie. It looks like a... But it's
1: Steven Spielberg. What has he done
0: in the last 10 years that was like, oh my god, Steven Spielberg still got it. AI.
1: No, that wasn't 10 years. That was like (laughs) 15, 20 years ago at this point. And AI was
0: not good. I'm sorry, I'm not excited. It looks dumb. So,
1: what do you think redemption means in
0: this context? What I think, here's what I think. If you're going to embrace a technology, Mm -hmm. such as VR, you bought the iPod Shuffle of MP3 players for VR. You got the PlayStation one. Yep. It's the lowest resolution. That's
1: dipping your toe in the water, but not swimming. Is,
0: is that what it is?
1: Because what I really want is the Vive. Yeah. Because it has room sensors. And, and why
0: didn't you just use that investment for the Vive for your PC, which you love, with more games that aren't PlayStation compatible? Like Fallout 4 VR. Yeah. And with, Skyrim.
1: No, Skyrim's not available.
0: For PC? Nope. It will be. PlayStation 4 exclusive. No, 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 no. It will be Forever. On PC. No. It is
1: never, never coming to another platform. It is Sony's purchase. Okay. So let's, let's okay, just get anyway. this anyway.
0: How often do you see yourself playing VR in the next year?
1: Um, I play a few hours every day.
0: VR? No. <laughs> That's not <laughs> I play- I play games. Hey, no, so real you know is- let's turn this around. I'll help you out. So here's the thing. No, no, no. I'll help you out. How about PC gaming, Jared?
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, the (laughs) Windows laptop with the high-end video card that I gave you? You mean what I'm uh, propping my iPad up on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, the point I would make is uh, when I purchased it and for the first few weeks I've had it, before I was crippled by uh, shoulder and back pain, because I, I apparently turned old.
0: Turned, yep.
1: <laughs> um, I was spending two to three hours a day playing it. Immersed. And it, the problem is, it can be too immersive. Now, I have it set up on the big TV in my basement, which is my game and media room. And I use the headset headset so I'm, I'm completely isolated I can't see where I am um, I can't stand to play the game for like 6 or 8 hours like I would on a PC where I was sitting
2: mm-hmm.
1: and sitting isn't as good because if you're using the move controller you can't swim <laughs> I, I told you about that right
0: <laughs> why don't
1: you tell the audience Okay, so this is one of these weird design
0: choices that they made. And it, I'll I'll do my catchphrase after you tell everybody.
1: So when you get into water in Skyrim VR, you have to put your head below the waterline to swim, and then you use the move controllers in a swimming motion to propel yourself.
0: So immersive. There we go. Except.
1: With the camera set up the way I had it set up in the house, both places, actually. I've had it in two places in the house. I had to basically get on my knees and duck and then try and swim. While wearing a fully encompassing face mask and headphones, which means, and they warn you when you start up the VR to make sure that the area surrounding you is clear. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was Mm -hmm. little did I know that one of the small animals that lives in my house was curious about what I was doing. So as I was swimming, all of a sudden I encountered this unusual fuzzy resistance on my left hand and the cat went flying (laughs) and I knew it was the cat and it was the soft, squishy impact of the cat's side Luckily, they're mostly cartilage, and they land on their feet.
0: But, yeah, I'm. I so I I vowed. There's a few future. It's here. It's now. (laughs) Yes. Um. Now
1: I I, vowed to never swim in Skyrim again. If I
0: would have brought over a spray bottle, that would have made the experience a little (laughs) more. Would you have felt like you're swimming? Well, no,
1: because the thing covers your whole face, so you couldn't feel felt it.
0: So what's the point? Can we say? Hold on. There's a word for this. Gimmick? I'm I'm not
1: sure. I I see where how that relates. It's a gimmick. What's a gimmick? Having
0: to crouch to swim. Having
1: the interface of the future on your face.
0: <sighs> it's Google Glass all over. Again. No,
1: Google Glass is augmented reality, which actually is theoretically more viable than VR because you can superimpose things. In front of somebody without obscuring their vision. Um, It's actually more likely to be a successful version of this. For common
0: use. I feel like I'm becoming old. Because I just want a game where I can sit down with a controller. With a D-pad and buttons and play. I don't want. But
1: there's motion control on your favorite platform of all time. But they're D- emphasizing motion control are they yes i'm pretty sure that it was a big component of skyrim on the switch
0: i have played skyrim on the switch and i've not used motion controls once in fact i have turned them off.
1: so you're not taking advantage of the platform specific
0: capabilities actually i am because the platform specific capabilities are i can play skyrim on the toilet i was gonna say in bed but yeah i can play in the toilet and i did I've played in the bath. In VR. <laughs> no.
1: Swimming. <laughs> it, it oh my gosh.
0: Somebody's going to do that and it's going to end badly. Yeah. Um. So where do we end this topic, Sean? Well,
1: I think we end this topic with a, a big summary that this was meant to be an act of parody, uh, but and unofficially, I don't differ in opinion from Jared on the fact that this is a gimmick. Uh, If you have money to blow
0: and you wanted to try Skyrim out in VR, I I get it. I totally get it.
1: And it's funny because if you watch a lot of people, there's kind of a Skyrim backlash right now. Well, Skyrim's boring. Why would anyone want to play that? There's the, the gameplay loop is repetitive and it doesn't have the depth of uh, the Witcher. You should just play the Witcher. I went The Witcher in VR too. Yeah. Except that you're Geralt and you're always in the third person. There
0: are a few games that I would die to play in VR. Yeah. Um, they, they're unpopular opinions. I wouldn't say these are for everybody. First would be Tetris. I would love to play Tetris in VR with like
1: motion. Controls? I would be the block. That's just weird. And I would Jared. just, I would have
0: to shape my body
1: like an L or an No, that sounds like some kind of weird thing you have to do at or a, a company T. meeting or a to show team spirit. Or a Z.
0: Ow. A Z is really hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Um, another game I'd love to play in VR is, I'm trying to think, um, Mario Kart would be pretty fun. So, one thing I have done is played
1: non-VR games using the VR interface. Mm-hmm. So it basically is like being trapped in a dark void with a, an IMAX screen like 10 feet in front of your face. And it could be really It's good for movie watching. Games, you can get motion sick where you normally wouldn't. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, well, I never get motion sick when I use VR. It's just old people.
0: I've heard that any first person shooter is probably the most disorienting yes. experience in VR. And we had
1: Doom VFR come out, which I didn't buy. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing actually about the VR standing makes a big difference with VR. If you're standing, your body will be able to handle it better. If you're sitting, you will be prone to motion sickness. Um, again, this is not a product everybody should run out and get. There's not enough support for it. There's not enough good experiences.
0: And we're in phase one.
1: And it really is first generation technology. Um, but it's fun if you can go to a friend who has it and play around for a little while. Hmm. The, the thing I will say is there's a demo disc that comes with the PSVR 2, which is what I have. And there's some games on there that I think are really, really cool. Moss, which is the little mouse game, it's mm-hmm. a puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to play. And in the, the perspective and how you interact and in the depth of field, it's a really beautiful game. Not attempting to be an immersive VR, it's more about like, it's like you're looking at a playset with a live mouse and it's moving around. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun. The other one that's on the demo that I think was also featured pretty prominently at uh, PlayStation Experience is a game called Star Child, mm. which, again, is a puzzler. Um, you've got a character who's about three and a half inches tall in your perspective, and she is traversing this puzzle-filled level, and there's these large creatures, and, and the dimensionality... And the puzzles have dimensionality, too. So, those types of experiences so far, amazing. One game I haven't been able to try that I want to is Super Hot. Yeah. And it is available. I just haven't purchased
0: it yet. Uh, the only VR game that's looked interesting to me to play is Super Hypercube. Uh, yes. PlayStation exclusive. Yep. So.
1: I, and if- then... I do want to talk about Bridge Commander for a second. Uh, it is effectively Artemis with the J.J. Abrams vs. Star Trek setting.
0: So how many lens flares?
1: Uh, lens flares are optional. <laughs> but the the problem with it is you can't play it like you can play Artemis, where you could have five friends in a room. In this case, you have to have five friends with a VR rig. Because it isn't playable without one.
0: So we're doing a VR LAN party at your house?
1: Well, only if everybody else brings their VR sets.
0: Yeah, I'm totally going to get one. No, you're not. No, I'm not.
1: (laughs) And I wouldn't recommend you do it either.
0: No, I'll just use yours.
1: Yeah. I mean, if there's a new VR game that we want to try out on the PlayStation, we have the capability to do that now. We didn't have that before, and I can still play some Skyrim. And Skyrim, by the way, is fun to play in VR. Uh, the controls take a little getting used to. Um, I don't use the teleport; I use the smooth motion. But uh, overall, it, it's not it's not the best version of Skyrim.
0: If you'd rate it out of all the Skyrim versions,
1: I would give it two and a half Elder Scrolls out of five. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let us know what you think about VR in the comics or in your social media. Is it something
1: you're willing to try? Is it something you think, like Jared pointed out, is a complete gimmick and a waste of money?
0: I personally believe that it's on its way out in the next gen. I don't think we'll see it as much. And it's actually interesting from a Microsoft standpoint. They don't have a VR. Um,
1: No, they have an AR
0: yeah they're going an ar to me is more interesting not just from an entertainment perspective but just a an actual uh implication of use of it has a wide range of uses oh in yeah medical engineering um all kinds of things i mean and, and just imagine playing pokemon go with your headset as you're walking down the street um that would be pretty cool. Maybe
1: that'll be Microsoft's first mobile gaming platform.
0: Yeah.
1: It could be. Or it'll be Nintendo's next. But
0: I don't think AR is truly going to be portable in its first gen. Probably not. It's going to be tethered to a PC or something else. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So... Um, let us know what you think let us know if Sean's right or wrong let us know if Sean is redeemed is he Is he going to be the prodigal son will he return to us we don't know um, he's just shaking his head because there's so many things wrong with that um, <laughs> we've
1: already driven that one to the, yeah. to the ground do we have something else no we don't really This this
0: week's one
1: dumb thing is we don't have one shame on us that's really dumb. We It didn't really take that much effort. We could have come up with something.
0: Yeah, it's pretty dumb.
1: Net neutrality. There. Yeah. Or or reversal I mean. of net neutrality, not it's, net neutrality.
0: really dumb. That is really dumb. Anyhow, we will see you soon. Well, we won't see. You'll hear us soon because this is a podcast. If you decide to subscribe and listen, and then you'll it'll be voluntary on your part.
1: I think at this point you're just babbling. I am Until next episode. Until the next episode. net net. There you go. You need to learn to speak before the next episode.
0: I, I think faster than I talk.
1: Well, we've thrown off our flow. We haven't done this for a few weeks and now we're doing it in the middle of the week uh, in a, at
0: night. At night. Ooh, science, cosines, science tangents. After dark. After dark.
1: After dark. All right, let's wrap this.
0: Okay. Um so, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, I want to point that out. We do have a section dedicated to the giving of the back feeds, which we'd like to feature in the next episode where we take your comments and we talk about them. We put them out there. We uh, express your thoughts and feelings and you have a chance to tell us of you're wrong guys. You don't know what the hell you're talking about.
1: That means you Kyle. uh,
0: Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, this, you need to let us know specifically what you think about VR
1: because I need to still sign him an autograph.
0: <laughs> we should do that. We should have Kyle on the show. Maybe for a guest spot.
1: Yeah, cuz we've done one in season 1. We yeah. should probably do two in season 2.
0: Yeah. Ramp it up. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time. We'll probably have a end of the year review. Next episode?
1: Yeah, I think that sounds right. Okay. The season ah. finale. Ooh. <laughs>